1: Post your free job on linkedin.com recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome
2: network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch
1: today. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Need a place to talk sports? Come to the right place, CBS Sports Radio. Live from Milwaukee, it's Bart Winkler.
3: Good evening, everybody. I am Bart Winkler. David Shepard's here. Marco Belletti is on the updates. And sometimes we also bring him in to the shenanigans that we take part in here. And also you. You. Yes, you. Yes, you. Every night caller. Yes, you one-time-every-six-month caller. Yes, you ah, might need six beers, and then I call caller. Maybe I've never called before. I've never interacted before. I've never tweeted before. Hey, It's a big tent here. We got a lot of room for a lot of people as we are spanning not just the continent, but the globe. I want to start. By reading a tweet I got, I still call it that, from Scott Rosenberg. Scott Rosenberg sent me a message. He said, finally, I get your show in the right time slot. You're on from 9.30 a.m. to 30 p.m. here in Myanmar. Um, So we are all over the world. It's 9.30 there, about a half day ahead. And it's also... A disjointed time zone where they're at the thirty when we're at the when we're at the like bottom of the hour. That is weird. I, I still think you know time zones are. I mean, I understand the principle of time zones. It's just it's it's a lot when you got four time zones, big country. We're all trying to do the same thing at once. But for some of you guys right now, it's seven o'clock, then the night is just getting started. And for some, it's ten o'clock. And it's basically tomorrow. But then there's other parts of the world. Australia is one of them where they do time zones in increments of 30 minutes. That's ridiculous. That's a little much. I think you can, you can figure out. I mean, you can, what what are we, what are we doing that for? Is it the sunlight thing? We can use a 10 minutes less or more of sunlight. So that's, that's always been weird. All right. So shout out to Scott. In Myanmar uh, today. 855-212-4227, CBS. So I've been doing the um, shifts for a while here in this time slot. But prior to that, on the weekends, you know, pinch hitting whenever anybody was off, whatever hour of the day uh, I would I would fill in and. There were like four or five things I said basically on every show. sometimes they came up organically, sometimes I made a point to say them. Um, one of them was that the then this has come up this week, the 49ers are the Celtics. their their teams in their respective leagues that are highly respected can do no wrong even though they don't really win a lot of championships. I mean, the 49ers, you would think that this team is the dynasty. You would think that they are the Chiefs. Somehow the Chiefs are the underdog. The Chiefs have been here to the Super Bowl, this iteration of them, three times already. The Niners were one of the teams they beat. That was four years ago. But all of a sudden, they're going to stroll in here and be the favorites? I, I I think some of that is the perception that we have of them. Yeah, they make a lot of championship runs. They make a lot of championship games. They also make Super Bowls. But they haven't won a title since 94. The Celtics, they have won one title since the 90s. And that was with Doc Rivers as the coach, who everyone thinks stinks. So these teams, yes, they're good. They're perennially good. But the championships don't come a lot. So I I use that line a lot. Uh, I talk about Joel Embiid. I always say that 10 years... No Eastern Conference championships. Not even an appearance. I say that a lot. Okay. Um, and another thing I always say is, and I haven't done this as much, because it seemed to be a foregone conclusion. It seemed, like, it seemed like we lost. Is that John Fisher is not only the worst owner ever, but maybe a bottom five human man. He is the owner of the Oakland A's. And I just feel like what he has done is, to that franchise is despicable. And I feel like what baseball has allowed him to do is maybe even worse. As the A's have this impending move to Vegas, which is interesting now because look at this the Super Bowl's in Vegas. Vegas is the capital of the world right now. It almost makes my mind hurt how many people are there. Like, you know, when you watch an award show and you're like, Oh, wow, there's all these famous movie stars in one place. That's crazy. Because it is. Uh, When you watch, like, the music awards. Oh, there's all these musicians in one place. That's pretty nuts. It is nuts. It's crazy. It's a lot of famous people in one place. And then you see the Super Bowl and Super Bowl week. And it's all of sports descending upon Las Vegas. But it's not just, like, NFL it's whatever sport they can get their hands on. The WWE's got an event there this week. Live Golf's there, which they're going to get some publicity from. The UFC's got a fight there this weekend. So there's more than just the NFL happening. Hockey, of course, uh, is there. There's a team there now. I think there's going to be a basketball team at some point. The An MLS team will be there You know, at some point. That might have been announced. I don't think that they made one official yet. But the other league is baseball. And while there is a lot of... Action in in Las Vegas, and I do think like Las Vegas is a big enough town where yes, you have a lot of people there that will choose the entertainment, but it's also a great destination. It's a great destination for anybody around the country. For some of us, it's easier to get to than others. Um, but when you get there, you definitely feel like like you feel like it's the closest thing we have to going to the moon for the average person because it doesn't feel real. Okay, Las Vegas is an insane town. The couple of times I've been there, you don't understand how this place is real. One of my brothers lived out there for a while, and we'd visit him, and he'd be like, I mean, I was shocked that there were, like, grocery stores and schools for his kids to attend and, like, dance classes for my niece to go to. Like, there's there's actually functioning human life here. It's not just gambling and debauchery and uh, late-night workers and... More gambling and a little bit of sports. It's it's crazy. It's crazy to see, uh, but there is there's real life that functions there. I think that because it's such a destination and there it is a big enough metro, and it is kind of this quirky like middle of the desert. We shouldn't really exist, but we kind of do. Sort of place. Just from the outside lens, um, it, it, it can it can fill a lot. You can put a lot in there. You can put a lot in there and have a lot of action. I'm not sure, though, how much professional sports you can cram into Las Vegas. I'm not sure how many leagues, like hometown teams, you can cram into Las Vegas. Yeah, Las Vegas is a big event spot. When there's boxing or UFC or wrestling, any of these, like, fight things, yeah, it's a great spot. People will fly in. Everything's a little heightened there, it feels like. It's a great spot. Uh, and then football, football decides to to go there. Hockey as well. So hockey goes there. Hockey, this is the first pro sports franchise there, right? So hockey goes there, and the Las Vegas and Henderson and Paradise and all these other cities around Vegas, they're like, oh, my God, we finally get one of our teams. It's not just people coming here for goofy Pro Bowls or fight nights or we actually get something. It's not just a dumb bowl game. Yeah, we've got UNLV. You know, we love the running Rebels but we actually get a team here. And so they were supported and they were supported quickly. And I don't know how many sports franchises you can professionally pack into Vegas is what I'm saying. Um, There's a lot of different cities around the country that don't have more than one. Like, yeah, Chicago's got two baseball teams, New York, two football teams. You know, there's some cities like um, Dallas that have a hockey and football and basketball and baseball, but there's a lot of teams, like, in cities. Buffalo just has the Bills. Um, Milwaukee, where I am, has basketball and baseball. And, yeah, the Packers are in Green Bay, but that's they're not suburbs of each other. There's a two-and-a-half-hour drive in between the two cities, you may be shocked to hear. But people always wonder around me, are you going to get an NHL team in, in Milwaukee? And No, we're not. Because – at some point there's not enough people and there's not enough advertising dollars to support another franchise. If there was a bat, like if the bucks had left at one point or if the brewers had ever leave, then maybe an NHL team could slide in and fill that vacuum. And there is an AHL team here. So that does satisfy some hockey fans. But in terms of professional sports, I don't think that every city is big enough or made up to have a, a sport team and all we'll say the four major leagues. And then you throw in soccer. I don't, I don't think that there's enough people and dollars to go around. And with Vegas, I certainly don't think, and all the leagues are going to want to rush there. I certainly don't think that there's going to be enough for all the major sports. I think you can get away with NHL, NBA and NFL because there's going to be enough people there that support their teams based on the population itself and surrounding abilities and counties. I feel like that's true. You're also going to get, like when you're a fan of a team, I do this, a lot of other people like to do this, you like to travel. You like to travel and go to another town to watch your team. It's a great excuse for a vacation. And you look at the map, you say, all right, should we go to Pittsburgh this year? Should we go to Denver? Should we go to... Uh, Atlanta, should we go to D.C.? All fine cities with many things to do. But when Vegas appears on that schedule, there's no conversation. If your team's in Vegas and you want to take a road trip as a basketball fan, as a hockey fan, as a football fan, you're going to try to get to Vegas. Basketball, not officially in Vegas. They did have the in-season tournament there. I, I mean, I think it's just like a matter of – like it's a matter of – uh Moons before Adam Silver comes out and says, oh, By the way, we're going to build in Seattle and Vegas. I just like, we all know that that's coming at some point, right? We all just assume, and I think for good reason. Baseball is different. I don't think Las Vegas can support a baseball team. I think the situation they had in Oakland is going to be a dream compared to what they have in Las Vegas. I don't think it's going to work. I don't think people are going to want to go sit in the stadium whenever the games are. It's going to have to be air-conditioned. I don't know if that's in the plans. You're not going to sit out in the 110-degree heat all the time. But they're going to... I I heard one plan where they were going to have games. It's just If you're in Las Vegas, it's earlier in the day because you know you avoid the sun, and then people can still go out and do stuff. Like That needs to be the attraction. If you're going to have a baseball team in Vegas, that needs to be the attraction. And you're going to take it from a market that love their team. They love the A's. And now you're going to take it to a team and to a location that really, they've got enough on their plate. And I don't know that they're clamoring for baseball. Sure, they've got a minor league team there. But that's six, 7,000 people. You know, you go, whatever. I don't think, like, if you're a Cubs fan, you're going to be like, oh, we got to go catch a series in, in Vegas. You might, but that's what they're going to depend on. I don't think that baseball can be supported in Vegas. I think it's better off staying in Oakland. I think they had a great franchise there and a passionate fan base there. And then the owner, this tricky son of a B, this guy doesn't do anything with his team for years. He romanticizes the fact that, um, you know, he gets into this team that's already romanticized the fact that spending no money is good, you know? So then the A's are always, you know, he somehow A's fans are trained like, oh, it's not just winning. It's also, it's also, uh, not spending a lot of money and then making the playoffs, but then doing what? Not making the world series, not winning playoff series. Like what is the end goal here? And then he doesn't put any money into the team. They don't sign free agents. They don't keep their own guys. They basically become a feeder system and they don't do any stadium improvements. That building they play in is an absolute dump. It is like the worst stadium I've ever, I've ever been in. The Coliseum is awful. Um, it's essentially like concrete. It's concrete. It's jo- Everything's concrete. And then the one area that was beautiful, they put up seats to block the view. They have sabotaged themselves so bad, and they did it slowly enough that somehow the fans got blamed for it. Well, the fans stopped showing up. It's time to move. They stopped showing up because you you went through that process to get them to stop showing up. They hate you so much that they don't want to support you. They still want to support their team and, and wish for a winner, but they hate you, the owner, so much that they're not going to go. So you've got this whole situation, and then they're trying to move to Vegas. MLB, I was hoping, like an idiot, that the owners would say, no, no, we can't let this happen. If it happens in this city, it could happen in any other city. I think they they talked to John Fisher when they were approving this. I I don't think they said, hey, why'd you do this, man? I think they said... Wow, you really got a city to hate you within 15 years? You have any tips on how to do it in seven? Like We want to move, too. We want to move and get a new city to give us a bunch of money to build a stadium and, and uh, you know, boost our bottom line. We want to move. Yeah, screw these guys. Screw these fans that we have. We want, we want to chase that dollar. We want to chase that dollar. So now they're still not fully moved. The plan is to move. The team has announced the move, but they still got to figure out where to play, how they're funding this thing, and all of that. So the other day, Front Office Sports, uh, which is uh, it's really an up-and-growing website. I think they do a great job about, like, the business of sports and a bunch of different things in regard to that. But they did an interview this week with the Las Vegas mayor. And they talked to her, and there was a site that, you know, that may have been interested Um, by the team and they could have, you know, built it. And and she's talking, her name's Carolyn Goodman. I was stumbling through my words there because I was looking up her name. I forgot it. Um, But they talked to her, front office sports, talked to Carolyn Goodman. And she seemed to suggest that maybe it's better off if the A's stay in Oakland. Here's that podcast.
0: We have a very large complex, probably about 60 acres. We probably could cobble together more land so they could possibly have 100 acres. And it's in the historic old part of town, which is where all major interstate highways come together. We have seven access points to it. It is in an opportunity zone. There are all these benefits. And so when they said no, I thought, hmm, doesn't make sense. And so why is it happening? And then I thought, well, because they really want to stay in Oakland. They want to be on the water. They have that magnificent dream, and yet they can't get it.
2: Would it be a good thing if the A's do, in fact, move to the Tropicana?
0: I personally i am not talking about anybody else anywhere else in this community. I personally think they've got to figure out a way to stay in Oakland to make their dream come true.
3: I think that's a reasonably professional outlook on the situation. Yeah, she's the mayor of her town, but she also sees that they're going to benefit, in air quotes, something that's going to be stolen from another city. Well, guess what? People didn't like that. Uh, And I don't know if baseball got to her, but she put out a statement today where she said, I want to be clear that I'm excited about the prospect of baseball in Vegas And it very well may be that the A's become a reality and we will welcome them into our city. I was interviewed for the front office sports podcast about all these topics, et cetera, et cetera, or as we say, yada, yada, yada. I mentioned the passionate fans of Oakland who often visit our city to cheer on the Raiders. It's included, my belief, is in their perfect world that they would stay in Oakland should that fail. Las Vegas has shown it's a spectacular market for a major league sports franchise. So I'm not sure she did back up too much. She's basically saying, look, Oakland, Oakland fans are passionate. We know that because we stole a team from them and they still come here for some reason. You know, the uh Chargers moved from San Diego to LA and I think a lot of Chargers fans were like, we're out. Some stayed, a lot I've heard from are out. But with Vegas, Raider Nation's like different. Like they could play on the moon and you'd still get fans to show up. Raider Nation there's no city. I mean, Sacramento, not Sacramento, San Antonio is a city that I think there's a lot of Raiders fans just because of all the years they were rumored to be a destination for the Raiders. People became Raiders fans. You got Raiders fans all in different countries. It's just like wherever they play, you're going to get a good base of fans. But then again, it's in Vegas, so they also get a lot of visitors. So she walks it back a little bit. I still think at the end of the day, they're going to do everything that they can A's management ownership to get to Vegas, but John Fisher, along the way, the owner is going to try not to make this cost any more money than it needs to. He's trying to get out of a situation he doesn't want to pay much for. He's trying to get into a new situation and he wants a lot of money for it. He's got to just sell this team, and I'm discouraged that instead of helping a city save their fan and save their fan base and their franchise a city which not only in the last five years lost the Raiders to the same city they might lose their baseball team, but also lost the Warriors. Okay? The Warriors were in Oakland. Yes, it's still Golden State Bay Area. They still root for the team. But you used to be able to just take a little nice walk or a little nice drive. Now you got to go all the way across the Bay or go under the tunnel, take the train. It's a lot more effort just to go watch the team that was kind of in your backyard for a while. So I count them in this as well. So I just feel bad for Oakland. I do see some sliver of hope that the mayor's like, no, 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 not so fast. And I'm not sure really that the team would be any more of a success. There might be a lot of fans right away that go, the novelty of it, You know, people traveling, oh, okay, the Cubs are there, okay, let's go. But you're going to do that one time. It's not going to be like a yearly thing. And if it is, I, I just don't feel like that's going to be uh strong enough numbers. There's not going to be a home support. It would all have to rely on the visitor. I think they can support hockey. They've done that. I think they can support football. I think they can support a basketball team. If it comes there, baseball, 82 games or 81 home games. I just don't think that that's going to work. And my hope is still that somehow, some way this team stays in Oakland. Interesting comments from the mayor. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4CBS. I'm Bart Winkler, The Bart Winkler Show. We'll talk more with you coming up, CBS Sports Radio.
1: It's The Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. bart winkler show heard nighttime and nationwide monday through friday 10 p.m to 2 a.m eastern and 7 to 10 p.m
3: pacific on cbs sports radio everybody's celebrating the super bowl and therefore celebrating las vegas this week i think it should be celebrated it's a incredible city it is a it's a, it's a weird city that it exists but it does and it's great and even with gambling being more legal in other states now, there were some in Vegas that wondered does the allure does the allure fade away? Oh absolutely not. absolutely not. All the other sports betting we do in our respective states is just practice to do the real thing when we get out to sin city. But in that in that joy of Vegas, and I do think it should be celebrated, I don't think it needs every single sports league that it can hold and I'm not sure it can hold them all I don't know that it can hold a baseball team or at least it shouldn't steal one from Oakland if they want to have a new ownership group and somebody comes that's great but I don't think they should steal one I don't think the citizens of the town are super excited about it I think they'd rather have their own way but they know it's out of their control and if a team comes we root for them while feeling bad for the other I was mentioning cities that don't have you know the full gambit of teams, Troy? Did I did I forget the Sabers? I not, I forgot the Sabers, right?
4: Yeah, you forgot the Sabers. No big deal. They suck anyway. Uh, well, you know what?
3: I, I'll 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 uh, reiterate just because I've told this before too. They're oh, my, my God, ho- yeah. no, they're my
4: hockey
3: team. They're they're my, your, they're they're, yeah, they're my th- you know, yeah,
4: we need we need another offensive player, my guy. Maybe then we can do something. But uh, you know. Same with my Bills perspective, the coaching's got to possibly change. But uh, back in the 70s, we used to have the basketball team, the Braves.
3: So the oh, yeah, anyway, okay, all right. You,
4: you think the NBA would ever do an exhibition match in Buffalo, Braves versus uh, uh, Lakers maybe, you know, bring back the retro
3: jerseys? Probably not.
4: It would be sweet, but, yeah, I was calling <laughs> to that. And uh, Oakland, yeah, definitely Oakland's got to say. I remember back in the, when I was growing up watching baseball, you know, Oakland was the uh, – bottom of the barrel team, but you know, always gave everybody, you know, a little bit of love here and there. So, love your show, my guy. Have a good
3: one. All right, Troy. Yeah, my apologies to Buffalo. I did forget about the Sabres. I have explained uh, to Buffalo that they are my hockey team. Uh, Yes, I'm in Wisconsin, but the Sabres are the team I picked 10 years ago when I decided I needed to buckle down and pick a team. They got into the playoffs that that year, lost to the Bruins, and uh, have not been back since. So, all of your agony if you're trying to figure out why why are the Sabres cursed? What what was the what, what happened? We were we were doing all right. We had a good history. Well, what happened? How do we get bad all of a sudden? Well, about uh, 800 miles to your west, some uh, 29-year-old guy named Bart Winkler at the time was uh, living with some buddies. And they were going out to the bars and wanted to watch a Brewers baseball. But the bar they went at was a hockey bar. No, it's been longer than that. It was about 15 years now. Geez, Sabres haven't made the playoffs in a long time. Either way, uh, I'm a Sabres guy, so I apologize for leaving them out of the equation. Adam is in Toronto. Adam, what's up?
4: Bart, what's going on, man? You should become a Leafs fan, not a Sabres fan, but the whole city of Buffalo's is cursed. It's not just the Sabres. It's, it's the whole city, man. It's, very, it's a very sad thing to see. But if you want to come join the Leafs, uh, Leafs Nation, we're always choking in the playoffs, um, and we we haven't won since nineteen sixty seven. So, if you want to switch teams, it does sound it does seven. sound
3: right up my alley. I I do like I do root <laughs> for teams that choke. I that does sound
4: like yes. me. Yeah, uh. perfect. Come on, we're, we're we're the bandwagon's open, buddy. Anytime, while I'll send you an application. But um, no, my thoughts on the A's. It's just it's a real shame because when you think of teams relocating you think of these franchises that maybe popped up 10 20 years ago and you know fans aren't really showing up for example like the Atlanta Thrashers in the NHL relocated to Winnipeg years and years ago and you know I don't think anybody really blinked an eye because who the who cares about hockey in Atlanta and you know it's funny they're trying to expand back to Atlanta, for, Atlanta for some reason but nobody blinks an eye when those teams move but it's weird because the A's are such a historic franchise and they've had so many great players and like Ricky Henderson and, and Dennis Eckersley, and they've had so many great moments in that franchise history, and they've had they have such passionate fans. It's just it's a real shame that they're relocating, man. I'm, I'm 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 actually okay with baseball going to Vegas, but I would like to see it as an expansion, not a relocation taken away from Oakland fans. Because like you mentioned before, man, they've they've lost every team, and it's just it's really sad, man. And like it's just like for example, like so the Blue Jays from 1994 till 2015 did nothing, right? And there was no yeah. fans showing up, like maybe 10 to 15,000 fans, you know, 20, 20 on, a, on a weekend, but there was nobody showing up, right? And then all of a sudden in 2015, the team went on a magical playoff run, which is the team I fell in love with and why I watch baseball to this day. But it's just if, – if the owner invested in the team and invested in the stadium and there wasn't sewage being dumped on people – people would show up to the games and, and, and Oakland A's fans proved that this year because they had that, that game where, you know, they all got together on social media and everybody bought tickets and, and it, it sold out. And so like, if you just invest in the team and stop putting this trash product on the field, because nobody wants to watch 105, 110 win team go out there. It's, it's Baseball's not fun when you're losing that many games, man. So if the owner just wasn't cheap and started investing in the team, people would show up because I know for a fact, those fans are passionate, man. And, it's just it's it's a real shame, Bart. It really is.
3: Well, and two, uh, Adam, good to talk to you again. Thanks for the call. Um, th- when that game happened, you're referencing when they were they they organized like a like a not a walkout but a walk in kind of thing, something like that. Um, I forget the name for it, but this is what they did: where they decided to buy tickets uh, instead of like a boycott. It was like a you know, they you know what I mean. So they came to the game, and in spite of the owner, they they were trying to show them that. And a lot of people came, and they wore shirts that said "Sell the team." And a lot of people came, and then Rob Manfred, the commissioner, was asked about it. And he goes, "Oh yeah, I saw that. Uh, it was nice that uh, they had an average uh, MLB attendance for a night. Yeah, I saw that." I mean, what are you what are you supposed to do? Like, I understand. And here's here's how you become a great commissioner. You have to be a great commissioner by because the commissioner. Here's what dumb child Bart used to think. The commissioner's just like a super fan, and he gets to run the team and make the league best for everybody. No, 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 no. The commissioner exists to take all the bullets and be the shield for the owners. And you saw that with Roger Goodell. But you actually, you have to at least, like, also give the uh, illusion that you're a fan, give the illusion that you care about the sport, and also not have contempt for the people that actually like your product. Like that That's the thing, like... I'll mention this as a wrestling fan. There's a lot of times you watch wrestling. You're like, well, they hate their fans. They, they actually hate their fans. Um, and sometimes I think that was true. Uh, Vince McMahon, I think despised his fans. I mean, what's the point here? I just can't believe that John Fisher did this whole thing for 15 years, took away every resource, took away all this stuff. And, uh, and, and outsiders still look at that and say, how anyone could ever have the gall to say, oh, well, they gotta move. Oakland doesn't support their team. I mean, you you're not even you're not even reading the whole headline of the story before you make a conclusion. It's it's really nuts to me. It's it's really disgusting. Jim is in Oakland. What's up, Jim? Hey, Bart, thanks for giving Ace fans some love. And let me tell you, I am one of those fans who've been there from the
2: beginning. And and really quick. They, were, they got there in 68. They were a dynasty in the 70s. They had Billy Ball winning in the 80s. They had Larusa in the 90s. Look at the 2000s. They've won just as many, they're what, seventh winning percentage in, in Major League teams. They've been a good franchise all the way up. What has happened is the fix is in with Vegas. Major League uh, Pro Sports have gotten into bed. They're taking teams from markets that do have a tough time. If if there was a reason to go to Oakland, go to Kansas City, more fans would go. Let's be honest. They go across the bay. We'll give you that. Fans will show up with a winning product. He gutted this team on purpose. The political will went away. Reggie had enough uh, interest with uh, Jackson, had enough people to get together uh, to buy the team and move it down to the waterfront, Jack London Square. The fix was in. This team was going to Vegas Years ago, when they decided they were going to start to put sports teams in there, Davis went, Oakland loses its franchises, it's a shame, it's a travesty. I played college ball, I never wanted to go to UNLV, sit there in Chapman (laughs) Field and watch the ground crack. That's an embarrassment place. Yes, they're going to have a small park like 35,000, that shows that it won't be embarrassing when a lot of people don't show up.
3: You know, Jim, if I had a team move, it'd be one thing, like I'd be heartbroken, but then If another team in my town also moved, it'd be worse. But then if they move both to the same city, it's like this has to feel like a sick dream.
2: Oh, Bart, it's upsetting because, you know, we lost the Raider fan here. L.A., back. Vegas, back. Warriors are now across the bay. A's are leaving. It's just not right. You know, it's just not right. But you got to ask yourself. Manfred had a, a chat with Reggie Jackson. If you believe what Reggie said, and I do, he didn't. He had backing from Microsoft and some other uh, uh, big money to to get a ball club. They let him go. Why? You got to ask yourself why all the politicals in that town just gave up. I, I think the fix was in. I think they were. He he threw this team because if they're bad and they stink, who wants to go watch them? You, you know. Yes, you're only going to get what they get. But they they've been a a great franchise over the years. Look at the Hall of Famers. Look at the the passion, money ball. Look at just the way that organization has been run. This clown comes in here, he's the right patsy. <laughs> Baseball got him to give up the club, and it's a shame. And they will not. Who wants to watch that many games in Vegas? It don't. The no I, franchise, I, I get it. But yeah. who's going to want to really watch 81
3: home games? Uh-uh. I think they'll have a tough time. Jim, thanks for the call. Uh, good to talk to you. So all of this passion and this energy, and, and you're thinking right now, even if you're just a, a casual listener, I would hope you're thinking something to the extent of, yeah, that is a shame that a team would move. That is a shame to, to see um, fans have their heart ripped out. If only, the, if only there was something the fans could do. If only they could do a little bit something more to help keep their team in that town. Well, remember that. Lock that in your brain for what I'm about to tell you coming up. In just a few short moments.
1: It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. listening to the Bart Winkler show heard Monday through Friday nighttime and nationwide 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern and 7 to 10 p.m. Pacific on CBS Sports Radio
3: CBS Sports Radio Bart Winkler David Shepherd's here I uh, just heard from Marco it's a great job man this is a dream job talking sports with you guys you know every night checking my mentions seeing all the mistakes I made The criticisms, dream job. There are still a few other jobs that I would apply for, though, if they opened up. If they opened up. I would love to be the commissioner of Major League Soccer. I would love to do that, and I think I could do it very well. I would bring some respectability to that league. All I would do is we'd merge with the other leagues and do promotion relegation. That's it. And I'd save the league. Another job is opening up. That is, oh, 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 man. I mean, how can you not want this job? The Green Bay Packers are looking for a new CEO. They're looking for a new Packers president and CEO because it's Mark Murphy right now, the de de facto owner. He's not in trouble. He's not getting fired. But in the bylaws of the Packers organization, and these were written a long time ago, not that he still isn't capable of doing this, but once you hit 70, You have to retire. That's the rules. The Packers have this in the rules that the team president and CEO, once they hit 70 has to retire. He's going to turn 70. And so he has to retire. And so they're going to do an extensive search to find who the next president and CEO should be. And I wonder, and I'll have to ask the Packers when I apply, I'm already an owner of the green Bay Packers. So Am I eligible to also be the president and CEO? Because yes, I do have a stock and it did cost $300. And let me, let me ask you, David Shepard. Let me ask you this. Cause I feel like, mm, this is tough. I've been debating on which way I think you would go. I feel like you find, ah, it's really tough. I feel like you find the stock sale silly. And think it's a waste of money. That's what I feel like.
5: Well, it's, it's nothing tangible. It's all paperless. Well, I have a piece of paper. Well, correct. But it, mm-hmm. it's, it's not based on any commodity. It's not based on any given product firsthand. Mm-hmm. It's just based on speculation of what people think a product's going to be, not what it actually is.
3: So what I get clowned on a lot for is it's not worth anything. You bought a stock that's not worth anything. Because you can't you can't sell it. You can't make we don't I don't make dividends. They do have a shareholders meeting I can attend, which I get free tickets for, but then you gotta like pay for the brats. But they do have a a merchandise sale for two hours in the pro shop of shareholders apparel that you can only buy that day. No no discount. What it what I what I what it gives me is two things. It, it gives me two things for the three hundred bucks. Well, three. One, I invested in my team. I I can see the new part of the stadium that my dollars helped build. That's always nice. Uh, two, it gives me bragging rights over Packer fans that aren't an owner. It gives me the opportunity anytime that I say, "Oh, the Packers! God, we lost." We? You can't say we. What jersey number are you? I say, "Fam," I don't wear a jersey. I wear a suit because I am an owner. Some laugh harder. But also, here's what I always contend. The Green Bay Packers are never going to leave. And we talked about the Oakland A's, and you talk about these other teams leaving, and I would think, because I've got two other franchises in my city that there's been rumors about them leaving. We had a big discussion about the Brewers leaving recently. The Bucks before Giannis looked like they were out. I would pay a one-time fee of three hundred dollars for a stupid piece of paper if it guaranteed my teams were never going to leave. And with you though, your mostly your teams are in New York, right? So those teams are never leaving. No one's ever leaving New York. No, we're not. doing athletics. Yeah, but I, I would I would think that if that was the question posed to the average fan, like three hundred bucks. You get a stock sale, you can frame it in your in your den, but it guarantees that your team never leaves. Cuz we could talk about heartbreak and we could talk about pain and losses, but nothing is worse than seeing your team leave. I would have to imagine my football team's never going to leave cuz I bought a stupid piece of paper. Do you does that logic make sense or am I is that copium?
5: So one one of the words I don't know actually. what does copium mean? Copium is uh, it's
3: it's more of a it's more of a recent slang. Okay, <laughs> where it's like the
5: drug you take to cope. Okay, okay, um, got it, got it. Another yes. one in
3: the family is
5: opium. Got it. I'm yeah. going, I'm going the latter. Then I'm going, I'm going with the second one.
3: So copium.
5: Yeah, you're you're trying to cope. I'm coping. Correct. I'm coping.
3: I I feel like deep down I wasted three hundred dollars on uh, garbage, and so I'm trying to cope. Makes sense. That's what you feel? Yeah, I, I, I do. Because um, I, I bet you, you ask these A's fans, hey, we'll bring the team back. All you guys got to do is pay $300. bucks. you will be shareholders. You never got to leave. Oh, in fact, I think the yeah. Oakland soccer team is
5: doing that. Well, I'm not saying anything new here and th- talking out of turn. This is one of the all-time great franchises in MLB history. Like, this has been an institution there. And it's been—I'm not saying anything you haven't said before, Bart. Like, this is the worst—this is—this guy makes James Dolan look like Jimmy Buss. Like, that's how anemic this guy is. He's, he's a clown. He never worked a day in his life. Everything's inherited. Everything he didn't have to work for. He's born with a silver spoon in his mouth. He's pathetic. He's a clown. He's been trounced on by you. Damon Amendolaura, I mean, he, he had a segment on him every single day. That's how bad it got.
3: Yeah, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna carry the torch. You should. Da no. passed. He he when he left, he called me and said, "Hey, <laughs> make sure if you ever get a
5: job, pass, do the A's bit." He, I said, "You you got it, sir." Da had a lot of great segments. The most traction he got on his show, and he had a lot of he had a lot of traction, was when he talked about John Fisher and how he has run that franchise into the ground, Bart. Well, yeah, because he sucks. No, but no, but like that's that's putting it mildly. Like he got, he got. And
3: what what makes me the most mad, and I'm so I'm glad that it gets any run that it does, and we can keep talking about this. But what makes me the most mad is that average fans across the country will look at it and be like, "Oh, well, the fans just don't show up. He has to move." When it was a systematic beatdown of the fans. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Bar Winkler show CBS Sports
5: Radio This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.